titles go. Kangarooin. The Iron Chef returns. I eat everything. Yeah, it was just okay. He was a Viking. Creepy guy plays Flash. Gentlemen only. It was just a full Corbs. All right, Ensign Jack, take us out. Let's do it. Warning, what you're about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, not Paul. <gasps> yes, I'm Corbs. I'm Kev. Steve, Bert, Ernie, Marge. I'll be Jack. Works for me. All right, guys. So other than not having to look at Paul for two hours with his hat on backwards like he's auditioning for Limp Biscuit, what's got you geeked? <gasps> I got something. I do. This time I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay. All right. So, you go first. Okay. So um, I've had some pretty great weeks, weekends, weeks, whatever, last few weeks. Uh, this last weekend was one of them. Um, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a whim, I decided to go motorcycle camping. So I saw that on your Facebook. Yeah. I, I posted some pictures. So what that is for anybody who doesn't know is you have a motorcycle and you put all your stuff on your motorcycle and you go find a place to set up a tent and you hang out for the night and then you go ride and maybe you do it the next night or whatever. I just did it for one night because I was meeting some friends on Sunday in the Adirondacks up in Old Forge. And uh, I, on a whim on Saturday, I'm like, well, I'm going to get out all my, old, all my old camping gear that I haven't used in years because my back hurts when I lay on the ground and I'm going to try it out. And my freaking back was killing me it was the worst night of sleeping i've ever had <laughs> it's you know it's a it, the, the pad is like this thin under your sleeping bag you know on the ground it's not enough i mean i'm just too old for that to be enough anymore as it was you know i did end up getting some sleep but the the rest of this the rest of the experience is what really sorry about the light the rest of the experience is what really made the awesome weekend you know i got to go and hang out at this really cool campsite up in Limekiln Lake, uh, Limekiln Lake State Park, which is up in uh, Inlet, New York, uh, just north of uh, Old Forge. And uh, it's a great campsite. It's a great campground. And, um, you know, I went and got some firewood and made a little fire, uh, met some nice neighbors. Uh, my neighbors next door were motorcycle riders, and, and they had recently sold their last motorcycle, and they were doing, you know, the whole camper thing, you know, the little teardrop camper thing behind their truck. And they were an older couple. And I met another couple uh, that was on a, a, in a motorcycle sidecar that happened to be in the BMW club that I have recently become a member of. Um, you don't have to own a BMW motorcycle to be in a BMW club, as I found out. And I did not know that. Even though I helped with a lot of the rides, I didn't know that they were allowed people to be in a club that were not motor, BMW owners. But they do. So here I am. Anyway, I didn't know they were members. But anyway, that, that was pretty cool that I saw them. And um, 
what else happened? Um, it was a great, great weekend. Two of the guys that were supposed to show up didn't show up. So it was just me and another guy rode around uh, some of the dirt roads up in Adirondacks and just had a great time up Stillwater. Uh, saw the uh, the barge coming in from over at Norwich Walk. The barge bringing some vehicles over. It was pretty cool. Watch them unload it. Um, pretty simple operation. Um, but then, uh, but now, now, so to continue the theme, the wife and I are headed off to Stowe um, Friday, leave Friday morning and come back uh, Monday. Um, I guess we have Monday off. Uh, I don't know. Observing Juneteenth. That's a holiday. I... Okay. Well, uh, definitely my, uh, my organ, my, the company I work for celebrates Juneteenth. They, uh, they give us the day off. Um, so yeah, so we're going to go up there for four days. Kathy rides her own machine. She's got a, a Can-Am Riker, which is actually a three-wheel motorcycle, two in the front and one in the back. And she loves it. She has a great time with it. So she wants to ride a stow. So we're riding a stow. We already got an Airbnb and that's what's got me geeked. I'm pretty happy about it. Sounds like fun. Yeah, sounds like a good time. It does. Uh, do you need uh, somebody in a sidecar? Because I'll volunteer this weekend. I don't have a motorcycle and sidecar. I have often thought about buying one, but I don't have the room for one right now. But I would love to drive one someday and then find out if I would actually like to own one. See, we should get one of those and then we should go on a motorcycle trip together, Kev. And I can have a GoPro attached to my head and I'll be like the little the pig from like uh, the guy go commercial. Like, this is fun sorry but no that's awesome you gotta have a pinwheel yeah i would have two pinwheels <laughs> i um, don't doubt it uh, so jack what's got you geeked um spo- spoiler free uh my girlfriend and i went to see the new Jurassic park movie this past weekend oh. and um reviews are coming out and um i didn't listen to them i never do and they're pretty bad but um i'm oh. usually hard at grading movies but overall, not bad. I didn't mind it. Like, it was just literally um, from start to finish, new school versus old school. I know. But um, I just didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. It was a good movie to watch. The script was okay. Um, like, it was nothing the, the best thing in the world. But, um, yeah, you have Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern. And in my opinion, I'm not going to lie, Sam Neill, that guy does not age at one bit. That guy's really cool to see on camera literally when he came on camera my girlfriend looked at me she's like are you okay i'm like i guess i'm gushing over sam neil right now but that guy literally his beard is like like silver like he's got that indiana jones hat like the character literally is like a rustic indiana jones paleont- paleontologist so it was kind of cool like like because laura dern like they you can definitely tell throughout all the movies they definitely liked each other but they never did anything but like she's like so he's like are you married and she's like I'm divorced. I'm like, there's your end, buddy. There's your end. Um, but just watching the movie, it was really cool seeing like the action. BD Wong's character was really cool to see again. Like you had a mix of like, like I said, it was old school versus new school. You had a little a couple surprises at the end. They tie everything together. Um, movie tavern, like of course, like it's always interesting when you go there because like you have people talking during the movie sometimes. Uh... Yeah, like you're always like, okay, I'm trying to watch the movie, but like, um, like I'm trying to play it cool because I'm with my girlfriend. I'm like, okay, please stop talking. Just trying to enjoy the movie. But overall, I would probably give the movie a six and a half out of 10. Like I said, I'm not going to say like, it's the best thing in the world, but it wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't the worst thing, but it wasn't the best thing. But it was very good to see. And like I said, it wrapped it all up. Please don't make any more Jurassic Park movies. You have six, you have six movies, no more you need, but 
overall they're not going to listen to you they're no of course they're not going to listen to me so <laughs> yeah they're, i guess they're already they're they're going to wait but they're already talking about another one yeah. yeah yeah it works for fast and the furious just keep making them i've never what? seen one fast and the furious movie actually believe it or not yeah, I'm, really? addicted. I'm addicted yeah we're gonna say corpse they're, they're, they're talking about making one more of fast and the furious or two more i think they're doing two they're they're filling them side by side or whatever yep but they're done after that kind of that's what yeah. they're saying they're 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 done after then they'll move on to the tv series Clearly. Well, then you got the spinoffs. I mean, they got the Hobbs and Shaw, and then I'm sure they'll spin off something else. So you'll yeah. see a bunch of spinoffs from that. So, yeah, so, sure. So two thing, two things I have to say: your movie review really doesn't make me want to see it, although I still want to see mm-hmm. it. And the <laughs> and the other thing I have to say is since we, since you know we I did bring up Fast and Furious, that was a complete chance. The, the wife and I saw it because it was during a time where we used to go to the movies, but we'd go to the movies on a Friday night and we did not have a plan what we would watch. We would go there, look at the posters on the wall, pick a movie, and watch the movie. I like that, that. That's how we saw Fast and the Furious. And we've been addicted to it ever since. Wow. That's actually really cool. I like to hear that. That's really cool. Right. You know anything about tuner cars? Who the fuck? I grew up in Mexico and New York. I didn't know about tuner cars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kev's bot- body shop right there. What's <laughs> <laughs> so got you geeked, Cord? Um, for me, uh, so on f- last Friday night, um, it's my son's last full week of school. He had, he had Monday and Tuesday this week. He's was off today. <clears throat> well, off Wednesday. So he said Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday. He's got a test Thursday, test Friday, and then they're done for the summer. He's done for the summer. Okay. So Friday night, we decided to take him out. I decided to take him out to dinner. So my mom and I kind of, I asked Bryce where he wanted to go. And he, of course, being a 14-year-old, he had no clue where he wanted to go. His ta- his best answer is, I don't know. And I keep telling him, I don't know where that restaurant is. So finally, I was like, well, let's make let's make a plan. So we decided we'd go to the Turning Stone and see if we could get into Seven Kitchens, which is the new buffet. Yeah. And if it was too, too long of a wait, we were going to go come back and go to Sylvan Beach and go to Spaghetti Factory. So we got to the Turning Stone and it was a 45 minute wait. So we decided to kind of wait, went to see what it was like. Waited maybe 15 minutes before we got a call that our table was ready. Nice. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. We were in, you know, like I said, 15 minutes in, sat down. Um, it's a bit on the expensive side. It, the price has gone up from the old buffet, but new buffet, it's, it's all been redone. Ripped up all the carpet, put in uh, tile floor. They moved all of the right, uh, the cookers around. They're all they've moved around. They've changed some of the, the style inside, which which is pretty cool. Um, but it was just you know it was just a good time. And I, I went just because I, I used to love going to the buffet. I used to take my son there even when he was you know six years old, seven years old. We would take him out there every once in a while. We'd go out there and you know hit the buffet or whatever. And my mom would hit the table or hit the machines or whatever for an hour or whatever or stuff like that. We didn't do any gambling this time. So it was, it was just kind of nice. Um, they've been open since the end of April. So we kind of figured maybe it would be early enough to go and it wouldn't be too bad. So it was, but it was just a great time. We had great food. The food always there is always, is always good. Um, so. What'd you eat, bro? Come on. Oh, shit. I eat everything, brother. 
<laughs> What'd you eat? Come on. A chicken parm, um, chicken riggies, so meatballs, sausage, um, pork loin, mashed potatoes. What else do they have? Mom got uh, the peel and eat shrimp. Now they used to have the small little peel and eat shrimp. They got the freaking huge ones now. The jumbo shrimps, which is nice. All you can eat peeling meat shrimp. Um, thing that was pretty cool was normally they, you know, you could go to the like the grill and they would make or the, the flat iron, they'd make you uh, anything you wanted, quesadilla, chicken quesadilla, regular cheese quesadilla, or grilled cheese sandwich. Well, now they do a special and the grilled cheese sandwiches and under the specials, and they weren't making it that night. But the uh, head chef came over and i was talking to the girl about making a grilled cheese sandwich she's like well, we don't we're not doing that it's not the special today he goes but i'll make you one specifically so he went and they made one for my son and stuff so that was pretty cool that they actually just made a one-off for us i don't know if the, i don't know how often they do that stuff but that was that was just pretty nice it made my son's night that he was able to get that and then he ate the the whole bowl of mac and cheese that they put out <laughs> He loves awesome. he, he loves their mac and cheese. Like he got three wow. helpings of it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so it was just it was just good. Like I said, a bit a bit on the pricey side, but I mean it's not something you, you're going to go to every week or even every month. It's yeah. it's now going to be kind of a once off, maybe once every couple months you go there type of thing. It's that it's that expensive now, but I, I get the fact that they haven't been there and, and whatnot. So, but it was nice. It was just a good time. It was just three of us: my mom and my son. Drove out there, um, picked up a couple cigars while I was out there for um, for me and my buddy. When we play golf, we usually smoke a cigar. So I picked a couple of, we picked up a couple, or I picked up a couple. I stopped by and saw him on the way home. I dropped the cigar off, and then we met up to play golf on Saturday morning. So which is nice, 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 relaxing night. So cool. Well, yeah. That sounds like it was a lot of fun. It was. It was a good time. Good, that's all. Right. Awesome. Well, I don't know about you guys. I've been incredibly busy with, uh, you know, the stuff going on with my mom this past week. I haven't really had time to play any games. Is anybody playing anything new that's worth talking about? Nah. No. What do you, you don't have anything that's got you geeked, though, Hugh? I mean, I know you've been Oh, busy. you're right. You're, you know what? The, the order's throwing me off. I do have something that's got me geeked. Thank you. Um, I discovered that in 2005, they did a Kitchen Confidential sitcom. It only lasted a season not even a full like 20 episodes, um, but it's based on Anthony Bourdain's um, uh, bio, autobiographical book, Kitchen Confidential, that, you know, blew open the world of restaurants in New York and all that. Uh, with all of the people, some of the, you know, there's a guy called Jack Bourdain and he's the lead character in some of the stories in his book. He, he actually does in the show. Some of them are done by other characters, but here's the thing, you know who plays Jack Bourdain? Jack Bourdain. Bradley Cooper. Ooh. Bradley. Oh, yeah, Cooper. yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember that yeah, TV show. Bradley never, Cooper, yeah. John Cho. I mean, it's got a um Frank oh, wow. Langella is the owner of the restaurant. It's got a great cast. Yeah, here we go. Kev's looking it up. What's the name of it again? Kitchen Confidential. Kitchen Confidential. Those were some good actors right there. Yeah, and I started watching it and I'm enjoying it. I'm sad I got one episode left. But even just that one little slice of something I didn't know existed, it's so bizarre that they would have made a, a, a sitcom about that. Really happy that they did. Uh, it even has, if you've seen the movie Waiting, the restaurant movie Waiting, yep. the, the, uh, the young kid who shows up, he's the new waiter and he's trying to get a job. You know, the actor who plays him also plays the young 
cook in the back of the kitchen. Oh my God. With the job who takes everyone's shit. It's hilarious. Uh, and the other thing I'm excited about is um, uh, Iron Chef is back, but I can't watch it because I'm here. So I'll watch it tomorrow, but I'm excited about Iron Chef returning. Nice. Well, yeah. That's a show that actually you just said those three actors and I'm probably going to take a look myself. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not groundbreaking, but it's funny. I think it's worth it. You're looking for but, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, okay. Um, so did we determine nobody's playing anything we want to talk about currently? No. Yeah. All right. Really, I've, been, I've been outside too much. That's a good thing. Agreed, Kevin. That's a very good thing. Then I guess it's time for, wait for it, Kev's Tabletop Review. I got a fun one for you guys this time. Now, I'm always trying to give you guys something that, and and this is an actual review. This is not, I'm not going to talk about Star Wars Celebration, believe it or not. Um, I always try to give you guys something that you can get other people involved with or in that um, that isn't super high-end, you know, super difficult. This is one of those games. And it is called, oh, oh, and I, I, I lost my page there. It is called Wingspan. And in Wingspan, you are bird enthusiasts, researchers, bird watchers, ornitholo- ornithologists, and collectors seeking to discover and attract the best birds to your network of wildlife preserves. Each bird extends a chain of powerful com- combinations in one of your habitats. So this is a combination. I'm reading a list of mechanisms in this game. Contracts, dice rolling, end game bonuses, hand management, once per game abilities, open drafting, set collection, solo, solitaire game. I've been listening to Hugh, paying attention because this is a big deal. I think it's more, I think it's more of a big deal uh, to a lot of people than, than just Hugh and I because I think that's a really cool thing. And turn order is progressive. So those are some of the mechanisms. Now I'm going to read you a little bit about the game, a little bit more about the game. So uh, it's a competitive, medium-weight, card-driven, engine-building board game from Stonemeyer Games, designed by Elizabeth Hargrave, features over 170 bird illustrated, birds illustrated by Beth Sobel, Natalia Rojas, and Anna Maria Martinez. These cards with the birds on them in this game they look like they come out of an, uh, an autobahn book i'm telling wow. you this is something that my grandmother would have liked i could have gotten her to play this game and this is exactly why i was thinking that this would be very cool this is number two on the 50 top most played games on boardgamegeek.com right now what they do is they take a measurement of all the people that report to them and the games are talking about playing and they take unique hits and they build their top 50 list. This is number two. Very, very cool. All the all the cards and you get a, uh, it's not really a board that you all play on, but you get your own board. It's like a, it's like a mat that you have to fill out with all of your, your, your collection, your card collections, and you have eggs and you have these little tiles and you, you um, at the end of four rounds, what does it say? Winner is, okay, uh, 
the habitats focus, so collecting the habitats, the habitats focus on several key aspects of growth. Gain food tokens by a custom dice in a bird feeder dice tower, really cool, comes to the game. Lay eggs using egg miniatures in a variety of colors. Draw from hundreds of unique car, uh, bird cards and play them. The winner is the player with the most points after four rounds. This game has a weight of 2.45 out of five. So it is still on the easier side of the games. Uh, one to five players. They say community has been playing it in one to four. And they say the best is about three players. 40 to 70 minutes of playtime, ages 10 and up. Um, overall rank on or a, a, a score on boardgamegeek.com of 8.1. This is this is one of those games that looks really, really nice, appears to be relatively easy to learn and play, and it just has it has some very, very attractive game pieces that can make you know that, that adds a little bit of uh extra um extra desire to play the game you know to handle the pieces to have them you collect them as part of the game um, i'm looking at the the dice tower right now and the dice are not traditional dice each of the die has a special symbol on it that represents um, part of what the uh, the game has to offer this is a game that i would love to add to my collection for the exact reasons why i've already mentioned i i think i honestly think this would be a lot of fun to have in the in the shelf or on the shelf in the in the cupboard for, uh, for those mixed folks that you might have that might want to play a game, but maybe maybe a game of uh, you know poker or something that's a little bit too mundane. This could be that thing that brings everybody together. Wingspan. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I, I bet kids would like it too, just because of the uh, involvement of the animals. I think so. I think you're right. My dad doesn't like to play games, but he's been getting into like this bird calling app, but I'm really serious though. Kev, um, if you do get that game, when we all get together for game night, I actually I might buy a copy myself. That actually does sound. Do, how much does it cost? Do you um, have? let's see, let's see what we have for buy a copy. Right now, I'm seeing on the low end thirty three dollars, uh, retail fifty five dollars. So if I'm used, yeah. You, you will buy me a copy. <laughs> Are you a Jedi? My tricks don't only work on the. No, no, he was doing this. He's a proud boy. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's the Liam Neeson Qui Gon Jinn kind one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, guys, we're clipping right along here. Um, I don't know what's going to pop up next because Paul still has to edit this shit together, even though he's not here. But I think we're going to throw it to commercial, and we'll be back with the news. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Before you spend way too much in Oswego, New York, and realize that every get-together looks like a front lawn full of Henry Rollins cosplayers, here's the news. First up, the fastest crazy alive. Last week, Flash star Ezra Miller made more headlines as he was accused of grooming an 18-year-old girl since she was 12. The girl is currently with him, and her parents filed a restraining order on her behalf against him. They accused him of using drugs, alcohol, and violence to control her. The courts have been unable to find him to serve him the paperwork, but he just popped back up on social media. He posted, you cannot touch me. I am in another universe. The next one read, message from another dimension. There were several other unhinged posts alluding to hidden conspiracies against him, so apparently he thinks that he has traveled to another universe and cannot be found. Um, damage control, Warner Brothers. At this point, I don't see how they can possibly release a movie with him starring. Please get him committed. Johnny Depp can get away with scandal. Ezra Miller is just the creepy guy. None of us wanted to play The Flash anyway. Next up, waiting. Waiting never changes. Bethesda Software finally commented on the future of the Fallout franchise. They stated that Fallout 5 will come after Elder Scrolls 6. That game is currently in pre-production and has been for a number of years. Based on this information, I will be well into my 50s before the next Fallout game is released. That's not even a joke. While I appreciate that they take their time, they still release the buggiest games in the industry. So they aren't taking that much time to really fix things. You don't have to release an installment for each fucking generation, make it generational. I'm not asking for yearly releases, but a decade between releases is a bit much. I don't need to pass Fallout down to my grandchildren like the sword of fucking destiny. And finally, this town needs a dance number. The Joker sequel I reported on last week has added a new wrinkle to its mystique. It is now rumored to be a musical. Now, my reaction should be fuck right the fuck off like Rudy Giuliani asking for a bar tap. But after some thought, maybe this isn't a bad thing. It gives them another nomination category for the Academy Awards. Album sales could boost the bottom line as well. Joaquin has musical talent and they can make a Ring of Fire reference. And it means there will be absolutely no chance of there being a Joker 3. It will be critically acclaimed and all, but seriously, songs about cutting people up and playing with their insides is not going to have the same wide appeal as The Greatest Showman, especially if Harley Quinn is in the mix. But I really want to see it. It might be the best bad idea ever. And that's the news, kids. Now, I want to talk about a Heineken commercial I saw on TV over the weekend. Uh, in this commercial, for their alcohol-free option, Heineken Zero, we see a group of friends at a bar. One friend shows up sipping a soda, and they all stop and give him dirty looks. First off, 
Good for you, brave nameless friend. It takes courage to show up to a bar and order a Coke when everyone else is drinking. Maybe he had to drive, or maybe he had an alcohol problem. And if that was the case, publicly outing himself as an addict in order to hang out with his friends should be commended. Secondly, how dare you all of his friends, unsupportive to say the least. Does the sight of him not drinking remind you that you too might be developing a problem? Are you starting to not remember everything that happened the night before? Are you waking up with people of questionable hygiene? What is it you want? Do you want him to drink and go home and beat the shit out of his family just so you aren't made uncomfortable? Fuck you, horrible friends. And fuck you, Heineken, for validating the idea that you have to have some sort of beer in your hand to have fun and be accepted. I hope your entire marketing department gets monkeypox inside their rectums. Me? And in other news, female kangaroos and most marsupials have three vaginas. Back to you, Corbs. What? Wow. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. Are they party girls? <laughs> They're kangarooing. Kangarooing. Alright, there you go. Kangarooing. Kangaroo. I like that one. That's going in there. That's going in. Kangarooing. Maybe, maybe it's in case one of their vaginas gets kangarooined. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. That just went there. <laughs> Thank you for another one for the list. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us, Corbs? Um, so this week I'm going to talk. Obviously, uh, I'm going to talk a little golf. Shocking, I know. Three weeks in a row, I talked golf. There you go, Kev. Strengthen your nice shaft. Stop stroking your shaft, Jack. <laughs> Um, so this week is the men's U.S. Open. I know two weeks ago was the women's U.S. Open. This week is the men's U.S. Open. Now, the big controversy with the men's U.S. Open is the Live Golf Tournament. So these guys that renounced their or resigned their place with the PGA all get to play. Well, not all of them, but most of them are playing in the U.S. Open this week. A lot of the big names, Dustin Johnson, uh, Bridson DeChambeau, all these guys that went to the golf tournament that can no longer play on the PGA Tour. They've been suspended. But the U.S. Open is just that. It's an open tournament. Anybody can qualify and anybody can play in it. Now, if you've won a tournament in the past year or two years, or even the U.S. Open in the past five years, you can go in and play, no questions asked. They can't keep you out. Nothing. So these guys that are playing on the live tour that can go in and play in these tournaments, they are. And the guys that are on the PGA tour are mad because these guys have, you know, taken the money and basically ran to this tournament, this other association, golf league, whatever you want to call it for the, for the, for the paydays. Now there's not a lot of guys playing in the league, but you know, um, the guys I golf with, we were joking around you know, when we were on the golf on the golf course, the guy who finished in last place at the Live Tournament last week was like twenty-two over par. Okay, the guy who won, I think, was like six or seven under par. So we joked around that you know, shit, they wanted to throw millions of dollars at, at any of us. We could go and play in this tournament because you know we shoot under twenty-two on twenty-two over par. It would be nice to you know make ten million dollars to go and play on a golf league. I mean, no offense. I mean, if you want to pay me $10 million to come play, I'm all for it. Um, but it's just the, the controversy is all these guys that are coming from the Live Tour 
to play in the U.S. Open. The guys that are on the regular tour don't don't appreciate it. So there's and, you know there shows a lot of animosity between guys and stuff. Guys that have been friends for years on the tour are now at each other's at, at odds with each other. They may still be friends, but they don't agree with some of the choices they've made. Um, stuff like that. The the CEO for the PGA is basically said that they're going to readjust the qualifications for these guys to get into the tournament. So these guys that are playing a live tour will have to basically jump through hoops to get into these tournaments now. So, you know, if you've won the, there's, there's tournaments that if you've won, you can play it. You can play the rest of your life. If you win the masters, you can go and play the, the masters every year. And from the time you win it that next year until the day you die, you can play on that. You can play in that golf tournament. Nobody can keep you out of it. So U.S. Open is just that. It's open. British Open is the same thing. It's just, it's an open tournament. So these guys can go and play. The only one that is the the issue is the PGA Championship. And that's run by the PGA. So that one they probably could keep them out of. But I don't see how they're going to keep these guys out of some of these open championships because these guys can just go and qualify. They can go through qualifying the day, the, the Monday before or the week before there's a qualifying. And there's qualifying across, all over the, the nation. They can go and you can go and play. It's a, I think it's a two-day tournament. If you win, you're in, you're in the U.S. Open. The first two guys, actually, it's the first two guys. I'll get it. They both get it. If you win, if you're in the first top two, you you make U.S. Open. So, so it's just that. So if these guys, you know, if they're keeping them out. They can go and qualify and play. No, they got to hey, qualify. There's your shot, Corbs. Go do it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that good. Well, if all the really good guys keep jumping to live for the money, you might be that good. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the last guy shot twenty-two over. You could have a shot. <laughs> I could. I could. I could definitely shoot under twenty-two par. I could go play in a live tour. I could. So can I be your caddy if like we go? Well, if if you if you don't give me the right club, I'll beat you, you in the club on the course. You need more than one That's caddy, good. but you need to tell us what club you want, and all the clubs have to be labeled. <laughs> Color hey, 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 Kevin, tell me you know nothing about golf without saying you know nothing about golf. <laughs> Kev would look like he'll be a good caddy. I could see him being a caddy, though. That's he could be a caddy. The mustache would, the mustache would bring in the ladies. I think I'm so. Sure. I'm gonna be the a mustache drunk. could probably pick the golf clubs without labels. The mustache cleans the golf balls, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that's all I got for sports. Oh, I got the cart. No, they don't do cards. You got to walk. That's the only issue that I got. Oh, got extra yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the, the thing of it is, is on the PGA Tour, you have to wear pants. You have to wear slacks. You have to wear khakis. Just, oh. You can't wear shorts. Now, the, now the caddies is different. The caddies can wear shorts and stuff like that. Huh. The, the players themselves cannot wear shorts. They can't wear mesh shorts. They can't wear any type of shorts while Why? playing. Don't know. It's just oh. it's it's well, in their bylaws. Is and the P, is the PGA all men? Yes, there's the PGA and there's the LPGA. Oh, LPGA, and, I got it. And the got ladies, it. the LPGA. Now, ladies, they can wear skirts, they can wear shorts, they can wear pants. I'm sure the guys could probably wear skirts if they wanted to, but I, you know, I'm not sure it you want to see. Doesn't Tiger sound like Woods. it. I don't want to see Tiger Woods in a skirt. I'm sorry. I believe most of the ladies wear skirts. Sure, good point. Wasn't Condoleezza Rice one of the first women um, that was brought into Augusta or something like that? That was like pretty yeah. recent. Yeah, that's yeah, it was yeah, yeah. There was a there was a big thing. Uh, 
honestly, 10 years ago, maybe that they, because for the longest time, Augusta didn't allow women. Golf when, it, golf, when it was first originated, didn't allow women. That's what golf stands for. Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. That's what golf stands for. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. question. Yep. I'm starting to like golf a lot more. <laughs> hey, don't say that too loud. It'll get changed. It's true. So, but that's it. I mean, it's just, it just, it's starts tomorrow. I'm, they were, they were joking around that if um, Rory McIlroy, who's on the PGA and Justin Thomas is on the PGA and Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau who are on the live tour are the last four at the top four at the end of the, the weekend on Sunday, it's going to be a PGA versus live. That's what they're, they'll, they'll bill it. They'll bill it as. So. Watch Roy McIlroy and um, Tiger Woods start playing really good in the PGA now because, like, these guys. And like you yeah. said, you could have a tournament versus tournament. Yeah. So. Or the PGA guys might show up in the bathroom all dismembered. So. That's true. Didn't Tiger, like, drop out? Like, like he, he was asked to go further, but he said he wasn't going to do it this year? He's, he's playing a little bit. I mean, he was yeah. in a car accident, to, right. I want to say, like, 16 months ago. Broke both his legs. He had a real hard time in this last tournament he was in. He, yeah, he did. Walking and standing, it was just tough yeah. on him. Yeah, um, he played in the he played in the played in the Masters and made the cut at the Masters. But you could see when it got cold. I think the second day it was really the third day Saturday was really cold down there, and he had he struggled. He struggled to get around the golf course. Um, so, and, and I don't know from personal experience, but my best friend who I golf with, Justin, my best friend Justin, um, broke both his legs hmm. he, uh, at, a, at a football game here in Syracuse. Um, he actually had to have a halo put on his one of his legs, on his uh, right leg, 52 staples on his right leg. He's got something like 32 pins in his leg and his ankle. They, had to, they basically had to reconstruct his leg and ankle. And then he had a mallet fracture on his knee. And I don't know if you know what a mallet fracture is, but the kneecap, when the top, the femur comes down on top of it, it hit right in the middle of it and took oh. a huge chunk and drove it into his kneecap. So they had to pull that out and he had to have that screwed back into place. He was bedridden for three months. Like he had a physically had a hospital bed in his living room with a halo on his leg. He couldn't get up, couldn't go, he had to, do his business in the middle of the living room. They had to bring out a portable toilet for him. So I, I know exactly what Tiger Woods went through. It's not fun and it's hard to come back from. So for him to actually be out there and walking the golf course, and it's a golf course. It's not a flat. It's not flat. It's hilly. There's bumps in the ground. So you can twist your ankle, anything like that. Somebody like that, if he does something like that, it's, it's, not, it's not anything that you want to mess around with. So for just for him to be out there is fantastic. Well, then maybe you shouldn't give him shit if he wants to wear a skirt out there. Be an ally, Forbes. I mean, if he wants to wear a skirt, go for it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't really want to see it, but. You have a little breeze come up, though. <laughs> maybe there's, there might be somebody out there who wants to. I mean, it is Pride Month, so. It is Pride Month. Oh, we should. Oh, there, there you go, Corbs. I like pl plugging that. Very good. <sighs> All right, so if that's all we got for sports, I guess, Jack, do you have some erroneous questions of the week for us? I might, I might. might. Can, you, can you look around, see if you can find them? Sure. 
um, some Cracker Jacks, um, some COVID tests. I like Cracker Jacks. I know. I have to share them with you, Kev. I'm sure. I'm the prizes pretty... suck now, though. What are the prizes? <laughs> I don't know. They're like fucking tattoos. Okay. Yeah, that we want that. The All prize right. is a box of full of fun. Kev, you really like Cracker Jacks, man. I, I'm, I'm going to get you some. All right. You know, so, sometimes I fart and it smells like Cracker Jack. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Keep your Cracker Jack. I mean, if good. you, if, if that, yeah, if that, Kev is so excited. No, he's so <laughs> good. Keep I'm him. Good. I'm good. No more Cracker Jacks for Kev. Call me the spoiler. <laughs> His face looks so sad. <laughs> um, all right. How about this one? Um, as you know, I'm a history geek, and um, we'll, we'll do some history trivia questions this week. So first one I have for you, who was the first European to land in North America? So it's a famous explorer. Who was the uh, And European? this isn't as easy as Christopher Columbus, right? No, it's, it's not, no, not, that, not that easy. Yeah, I know before who that. I don't, I don't yeah, remember his name. I mean, Magellan? No. He was no. the world, but it wasn't Magellan. Was it Tom Tom? No, it wasn't Tom Tom. I had to make them a little harder because you guys keep getting my questions every week. So was his yeah, last he... name Garmin? <laughs> no. Um, here's a tr- here's a hint. Think of a season and think of the plant, if that makes yeah. sense. Wait, what was the what, what, autumn what the... cactus? It has something to do with the um autumn season. But leaf. It's, leaf is the first name. Oh, Ger- oh Ger- Erickson. Leaf. Leaf Erickson. Leaf Garrison. Oh, hey, good job. <laughs> okay. Leaf Erickson. Leaf, leaf blower. <laughs> leaf. <laughs> leaf. Yeah. More. Yes. A tornado. Yeah, leave him alone and let him do the next question. <laughs> we can go all night. This one actually I knew off the top of my head, and I'm sure. Wasn't hoping- he a Viking? And wasn't he looking to conquer worlds? Yes, he was. Okay. <laughs> I can go into details about Leif Erickson, but we, we don't have not that much time to talk right. about Leif yeah, Erickson. This is not Vikings, the podcast. <laughs> we call Leif the podcast. Okay, no, okay. So next question. The War of 1812, James Madison was president. Let's give you a little backdrop a little bit. So the War of 1812, James Madison was the fourth president of the United States. Britain was still upset they lost the American Revolution against Amer- this new founded country, America. So Britain came to the United States, started burning everything in its path to start a war. The White House was being destroyed. So James Madison fled. He didn't get his wife out, so she had to flee herself. But Dolly Madison saved a famous piece of artwork, and she brought it with her, and it still hangs in the White House today. What famous artwork did she save? Some dogs playing poker? No. (laughs) No idea. I know this one because I've been to this house. You've been to the White House? No, where James Madison grew up, five Virginia. Yes, he did grow up in Virginia. He's five well, foot four with a lisp. He had a he, the the there's a plantation he was on, and the house and it, it, it went through a lot of iterations. But they're re, they're restoring it. Or they were last time. I was they are. There. No, you're right. You're right. Um, but his wife saved a famous piece of artwork Dolly and Madison. actually still hangs in the White House. It's pre- uh, if you th- think about it, and it's like, oh yeah, that makes. I sense. should know this. The Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa is in the Louvre in France. <laughs> it wasn't the La Guerre de Independence, was it? No, that's no. It. that was in Philadelphia at the time. Okay, no, I don't know that. 
so the White House is burning down. It's a famous person in history. <laughs> That's uh, very easy now. Portrait of George Washington? Exactly. It was a portrait oh. of George Washington, our founding father. It was totally a guess, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you guys clues. So yeah. But I was I was thinking because if I'm not mistaken, in White House, the movie White House Down, they shoot George Washington, the, the, the portrait portrait of George Washington. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because the White House is burning and um like literally everybody's fleeing. They're getting out, they're saving stuff, they're saving each other's lives because they there's everything's being destroyed. James Madison already fled, which he should have saved his wife, but she literally went to um the the Oval Office, found the portrait of George Washington, took it off and started running with it. So she saved it. Dolly was a bigger badass and he had a physical ailment actually. Yeah. He had a, a inability to walk correctly or something. He did. He had a lisp too. He's very quiet, very like he was like from Virginia and all that. But she she was the man of the family. She wore the oh pants. she was. It was like Abigail Adams was the man of the family of John Adams's family too. Yep. So, women power. <laughs> so the, all right, back to you, Hugh. Oh, I was hoping for more questions. That was fun. Um, well, it seems like uh, we should go to break and come back with the uh, topic of the week. And I don't know we've got from midstream because I don't have access to this mythical Google sheet that uh, Kevin has, but we'll figure oh. it out and we'll be right back. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
it's time for the weekly topic. Now, um, let me go a little something different here. Uh, I want to preface the question. I want to tell you a little story before we get to the question. So um, I, had, uh, I was on Facebook the other day, and I saw an advertisement uh, for a T-shirt. Now, you know, we're going to talk about bad words. Everyone knows what the N-word is. No, it wasn't a dirty dauber or dabber, sure. Everyone knows what the N-word is, but I think we all know what the R-word is too. Starts with an R, ends in a D um, for somebody who is a developmentally disabled in some way, shape, or form. Recalcitrant. Uh, what was that? Recalcitrant. Not recalcitrant. Oh. We all know what the word is. Now, uh, we don't use that word anymore, and, and that's fine. Uh, but I saw this, and the T-shirt the said, Our Word Station, and it was in the styling of Sony's PlayStation. Like it was a, a game console or something, and I'm like, what is that? So I, I just did a Google search on it, and I found that there's a guy who is physically disabled. I'm not sure if he's mentally disabled in any way, uh, but his name is Ricky Berwick, and he actually sells a bunch of R-Word-themed merchandise, and I guess he gets away with it because he is disabled. And... I was in the car with my wife and, and I told her about this. I'm like, you know, I think somebody's trying to bring the R word back. And she's like, you know, that's awful. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't think it's a word we should be using, but I think it's brave for somebody to attempt to wrest control of, of dialogue and, and mm. grammar, not grammar, uh, language is the word I'm looking for in this day and age. Because, you know, one of the things that's going on that a lot of people are concerned about is language is controlled. You know, there are things you can say and there's things you can't say. And th there's a good reason for some of the things you can't say. Uh, the problem is you can't talk about it either. Now, a good example that doesn't fall exactly into language, but it's from the same, you know, groups that, that would go into this. Uh, it's the whole, you know, trans people in sports thing. And I have uh, somebody who I personally know, and it's not anyone you guys know, who has said that they're an ally, they're behind trans people, but they don't understand that aspect of it. And they really wish that they could talk to a trans person so they can make them understand, but they are legitimately afraid to ask because just asking could get them in trouble. So when I see, you know, we're not going to talk about that. That's not a geek product approved subject. Uh, it looks like Corbs is frozen. He is, or oh, he's really looking into that glass pretty sorry. good. Oh man, Corbs, you still with us? We can hear him. Okay. Still here. Okay, good. So, so I, I'm not it saying I agree with this guy. Yeah, you're back. I don't agree with this guy, but anybody who's willing to challenge, you know, our, our society's trying to control language, I at least say, hey, you know, that guy, that person's got balls. You know, I'm not saying I look up to them, but I respect them for trying. So we're having this conversation about that. And we're talking about how, you know, a few years back, um, we, were, we were calling people the differently abled and things like that. And the disabled got people got pissed off. They're like, we hate that. Just call us disabled. And how a lot of this ableist language, you know, that it comes from people who aren't disabled and it's to make them feel better about talking about disabled people. It doesn't actually help um, disabled people. And so I, you know, I said, you know, I, I understand, you know, why someone might fight against that. And she's like, no, I don't think the R word should come back. I mean, that's like what somebody going to bring the N word back. And I said, well, that's not the same thing. The R word and the N word, they're two completely different things. She's like, no, it's exactly the same. And I said, well, no, mm -hmm. we didn't round up all the R words and make them pick our cotton under penalty of death, which kind of stopped the conversation right there. So with that all being said, my weekly topic for you guys is what discontinued fast food item would you kill to have back on the menu and why? <gasps> season fries. <laughs> Tell us about season fries, Cobb. <laughs> Where was it? We used to get those. Was it 
Did Burger King have a season fries so. one time? No. Some place that we used to get them and they don't have them anymore. I know KFC discontinued their uh, potato wedges. Could you be thinking of those? No, I didn't, we didn't really go to KFC much. I mean, I, I mean, well, I mean, pretty, that's always was, yeah. Like, do you want to talk about your season fries, Cavs? But I can think of one. No, I pretty well swore off fast food. I mean, I eat it once in yeah. a while, but I try not to. It's exactly what you just said. Like, I don't eat fast food as much, but when I was a kid, it was just always a treat when you would always go to McDonald's and like you have small, medium, large, but then supersize. <laughs> we we know that's not going to happen anymore, but um, like Kev says, I don't eat fast food as much anymore. But like when you go and get um the you go through the drive through, you're 10, you're 11 years old. Your mom's like, get whatever you want. And then yep. you're like, supersize it, bitch. <laughs> but there's, there's got to be an item that you liked back then that no longer mm. exists. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, like, I guess the McRib, but that comes back once every yeah. month, once in a while. I don't That was okay, okay. But yeah. Oh. But I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of I don't, I don't remember. I never liked the, 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 the the uh what was it the green shake I never shamrock, shamrock shake shamrock I never liked that never liked the McRib I don't know I guess Man, I stumped you guys for, for me for me is uh it's the Junior Mac oh okay McDonald's did a yeah it was a, instead of a double patty it was the single patty so it was basically just cheese burger with lettuce and a special salsa oh, you can wow. still get them you can still make them i actually i actually heard somewhere that you can order so the big mac is like 75 dollars for just a big mac you can order a double cheeseburger plain and add lettuce and the special sauce and still get it to taste like the big mac oh, yeah. it's like half price of what the actual Big Mac sandwich is. I have two, two things I would bring back. Well, I'm very interested to hear what these are. Okay. The first one would be um, the, the bacon cheeseburger burrito at Taco Bell. That was when I was a kid. It had this tangy bacon flavored sauce on it that was okay. amazing. And I've never tasted anything like it. The other one would be McDonald's cheddar melt. And what this was, it was a whole wheat bun, a patty, cheddar cheese sauce, and caramelized onions. And it was just amazing. It was one of those, those perfect sandwiches. And uh, they had it for a while. It was actually on the menu permanently for a while. Took it away, brought it back once. I don't think it's been on there since I was like 13, though. But man, I would love to see that back. I don't remember. I got another one. I got another one. Taco Bell used to have a, a spicy chicken taco. They don't have they don't have it anymore. That was that was actually pretty good. You know, so, their cr their crunch or crispy cantina tacos are actually amazing, and they're they're bringing them back. They were they were just around, and a few months ago they they stopped them, but they're bringing them back because they're amazing. I mean, they're a dollar something, like a dollar forty, and I like them better than their more expensive items. Not that I should be eating a lot of Taco Bell. What was that, Kev? You guys are making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> well, then why don't, why don't we move on now? Um, I don't know if uh, anybody's been, I know, Kevin, you've been busy uh, riding around and stuff, but has anybody been watching anything they'd like to talk about? 
I can mention one thing. What's that? So um, a couple weeks ago, as Kevin and I, when we were in celebration, like I just like I DVR'd something, and I was just like looked through my TV the other night. I was like, oh wow, I forgot I DVR'd that. And uh, one of my favorite authors, her name was Doris Kearns Goodwin. She uh, wrote a book called Team of Rivals. It's like about Lincoln's cabinet. So she did um a couple like History Channel finally is getting back to their basics, which is good. They're showing full documentaries. Yes, I'm 34 years old. Even when I was like 10 years old, I would watch a documentary, which is, they're pretty, but they're fun. So um, she did one on Lincoln, which I already know everything about Lincoln, which was great. But I watched one with Teddy Roosevelt. So that was kind of cool. So you, I watched a documentary on him. It was a two-night miniseries, like, so it was five hours long. But it was really cool to learn more about Theodore Roosevelt. So actually, as a child, believe it or not, he actually witnessed Lincoln's funeral go by his apartment building, which is kind of neat. I never knew oh, that, which was really neat. He actually was a, um, he wrote over 35 books in his lifetime, which was really neat, which I thought was really neat. I like that. And actually, as the president of the United States, believe it or not, think about this. You're the president of the United States. He's actually taking boxing lessons in between meetings, and he gets punched in the eye so fucking hard, and he becomes blind in one of his eyes. <laughs> but he still continues to become president of the United States. Whoa. Carry on. Wow. He was given a yeah. He was given a speech to become the president of the United States. Somebody tried to assassinate him. He was shot. He's bleeding out of his coat. They're like, "Oh my God, um, Theodore Roosevelt, you've been shot." He's like, "Fuck!" Like he doesn't say he doesn't say fuck, but he's like, "Oh my God, I still got to give the speech though." He's bleeding out of his side, his ribs, and he still gives the speech. So wow. But it was kind of cool learning more about the guy and just learn what his life was like and what he how he was raised and. He was almost a three-term president, but he lost um, his third term. He split the vote with um, Howard Taft. So, but it was kind of cool seeing his um, side of it. Um, he was definitely a president that a lot of people, yes, they say speak softly and carry a big stick. Yes, he's called Teddy Roosevelt because he didn't shoot a teddy bear, but he did a lot of cool stuff. Rumor has it, this is only rumor, um, Leonardo DiCaprio might play him in a biopic directed by martin scorsese it's been shelved for a while but it might happen it might so we'll see what goes on there he's a he was a huge outdoorsman and a conservationist yes. he had a lot to do with why the adirondack park exists right now you're right i'd love to see him and winston churchill dropped in a saw movie and just tear shit up <laughs> That'd be great. That's just me. Um, I've been, uh, we started watching uh, another Apple TV uh, show called uh, Shining Girls, and it stars, I don't remember her name, the blonde girl from crap. The show with Gilead, where women are oppressed. What the hell is that called? Uh, Gilead, the, the huge hit show. Oh, the, where they're all the, the, the handmaidens? Tale yes, the handmaid's tale. Yes. Yeah. Um, is Elizabeth something? shoot me I, I don't know um she stars in this and uh it, it's an interesting show um without giving too much away and we're only a couple episodes in uh the premise appears there seems to be two things going on there's a girl who a few years back uh a serial killer attempted to abduct her and he may have actually contacted her when she was much younger um, but he attempts to abduct her um hurts her cuts her up but she escapes and he's still out there killing and he abducts another girl and seven years later, the cops are like, hey, you know, do, do you recognize this guy or stuff like that? The other thing going on 
is she seems to be kind of unstuck in realities. So one morning she'll get up. She has a cat named Grendel. Her desk is in a certain place. She lives with her mom. The next day she wakes up. Grendel's a dog. Her desk is in a different place. And when she, you know, and then the one time she slips, she comes home and she's married to somebody. She, it's just, she never knows what's going to happen or when that's going to happen. So you got the serial killer thing going on. You've got the her being kind of unstuck from reality and flitting through alternate dimensions. And then you find out the killer kind of is too. So it's, it's re a really interesting mashup of concepts and I can't say anything bad about it because we're only a few episodes in, uh, but I'm really interested to see where it goes. What's the name of it? The Shining, Shining Girls. I'm looking at it right now. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah. yeah, Elizabeth Moss. Wow. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good show. No, there's, there's a show coming out on uh, FX that I want to see. It stars Jeff Bridges. It's called The Old Man. Oh, it, yeah, starts, uh, it starts tomorrow night. It's on tomorrow night on FX. So I got a DVR, so I can take a look at it. So I want to see that. Looks too. pretty good. Looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. You know, you know where Elizabeth Moss cut her teeth, right? Where she where she really got her name in acting? No. Mad Men. Did she now? I never oh. saw that. It was so good. It's so I've fucked heard up. that. So I've never fucked seen up. It's so good. Oh my god. That was my wife and I, that was our entry into, it's what I think it was our entry into streaming because we weren't really, we weren't really doing it until then, but we, you know, we, we caught up on it. I mean, about the same time we started watching uh, uh, Walking Dead also caught up on it, just jumped into it, you know, full force and wow, so good. All right. Anybody else? <clears throat> I mean, are we all are we all not not caught up? But we've all watched up through episode four of Kenobi. Is that no? I'm all caught up on everything. But oh, you watched, watched episode five. I watched it right before the podcast tonight. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm, only, I'm only up to four. So, so all right, let's just talk about four for just a, just a minute. Just a minute. What did we think of um, you know where Riva is headed? Um, what happened with the escape? What did we think of? What do we think of what we saw so far? You know, it's hard for me to answer that question after watching episode five. I can't. I know some things have changed. Some I can't. Have... I can't separate that. Oh. I well, like. Yeah. Well. Maybe there's other news. <laughs> she's in the right place, Kev. We'll see what happens. She's inching closer. She'll see what she can do. So. I feel like after the show is done, we should do just a Kenobi breakdown or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the character's good. I don't understand all the online hate. None of that makes sense. Um, There's haters for everything. Though. She's a you know that. badass. She's a she's, great actress. She really yeah. is. I like I like her role. I like the I like everything about it. I understand that you know there's been some deviation from canon. And she was not a Star Wars fan before she got the role. And that's where some of the hate is coming from. Oh, because there's been stupid. so many actors and actresses coming into the universe that have been, you know, huge fans that mm -hmm. they're starting to expect that. And it really, you can't do that. You can't get high quality actors, you know, that 
are all Star Wars fans. I mean, it'd be great if you could, but you know, she's a powerhouse. And I just think I don't know. Wasn't Alec Guinness though? And not a, I know he's yeah, he, was. he he wasn't a Star Wars fan. <laughs> he and John Williams both spoke out against Star Wars and how they yeah. thought it was beneath them. Yeah. And you know, with Alec Guinness, I, I can't say that he's not wrong. At or that point right, in his life, whatever. at that point in his life, I'm sure he had a he had a leg to stand on. You know, but, you know, he took the role and he did a phenomenal job. And it's unfortunate he didn't live, you know, long enough to really reap the rewards. Yeah. Right. But whatever. This week. What'd you say, Hugh? You got did, cut off. Say I said, did any, anyone watch this week's Miss Marvel? I haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> yeah, me either. It's really good. I saw the first one. My wife saw the first one. We both love it. Uh, you know, the, the second episode, I, I'm not going to say it, it's not good. I'm not going to give anything away at all. But the choice of how everything was paced, um, actually, I started looking at my phone halfway through no. uh, because I, I kind of clocked out for a little bit until the end where it picked back up. And it just seemed like an, an odd choice. I, I don't know. You'll, you'll see what I mean when you watch it. Okay. All right, outside of midstream, does anybody have anything they want to bring up? Anything going on? No, I can't say that. Mm-mm. I may not be here. I may not be here the next uh, couple of weeks. I'm house sitting. So. Ah. So is your computer stationary? Like you can't bring it with you? Yeah. You have to sit on the roof. <laughs> it's can float in the pool. Yeah, he has to sit on the roof so that it hatches at the right time. Can you imagine, Corbs? You're doing the podcast from the pool. You're just like, yeah, it's like, it's like you're holding it. <laughs> I'll do that one of these days. I don't think you want to see my naked ass on the podcast. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full Corb. <laughs> Corb. <laughs> Write that down, Kevin. <gasps> I love you, Corbs. I'm sorry. For sorry, man. It's just too good. All right. Well, if you know, you guys don't have anything else to bring up. Uh, I guess there's only uh, one thing to say, right, Corbs? It's time to grab some nuggets. All right. <laughs> That's our show, folks. And megabyte me, people of all genders. This has been a GeekPod Network production. All right, titles, go. Tanga Ruined. The Iron Chef Returns. I eat everything. Yeah, it was just okay. He was a Viking. <laughs> Creepy guy plays Flash. <laughs> Gentlemen only. It was a full Corbs. <laughs> What? Oh God! Stop it again. You can. He'll just edit it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, let's let's start it over then. Let's. So stop and start. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not going to put them together. It was.